you're not a victim. You're doing it. And when you're ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. Hello and welcome to the Humble You Podcast, where we talk all things mind, body, and life. And this podcast features a conversation with content creator, mental health advocate, and life coach-to-be, Jason. I met Jason, as I do all my guests, through Instagram, and part of his name is the Wellness Wizard. I feel this conversation will be focused around becoming your own personal wizard in life. I'm so excited to get this energetic conversation underway. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Let's make some magic, Joseph. Let's make some magic. <laughs> you know, it's Let's funny. We it. have the, the pre-podcast and you and I, we got into such a good conversation. I was, I was wishing I recorded some of the sections and I can oh, kind of clip man. them into here. <laughs> me too. Me too. When, we, when we, we started, you know, it was only supposed to be like a 10-minute talk, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it turned into like an hour we were yeah. speaking. And uh, when I got home... Uh, my, my better half was asking me, so, so how did it go? How was it? And I said, we didn't do it. We just sat talking. <laughs> so uh, I've got to come back and we've got to do it again. But mate, I'm, I'm more than happy to. And uh, I really enjoyed talking to you, Joseph. So we're, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's get on to this. Let's yeah, yeah. And, and for people, uh, you know, listening through an audio app like uh, Apple, Google or Spotify um, or on my website or IGTV, that's where the, the podcast is located. You can't see Jason's background. Um, it's beautiful, though, and, 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 and if you look at the clips on Instagram, you'll notice it. Um, it, it it's, almost, it it's got this like real cool, not hippie, but, but spiritual feel to it. Um, and what I like about it is it resembles wholeness it, in my eyes. That's what I'm seeing is wholeness. And I think we'll get on to you know, that kind of subject. But yeah. before we get into all this great stuff that you're doing and, and this life that you're, you're showing and manifesting, um, I'm wondering what led you to this. You know, what's the story that that brought you to this point? Well, I guess it's I, I wanted to I wanted to share my experience with everybody. I wanted to get into um, basically helping people. Um, I wanted people to feel to feel well around me. And I guess it kind of started. Um, well, the initial process started during lockdown, and um, I was out of work for three and a half months um, during lockdown. And in that time, you have a lot of time to reflect on yourself, what you're doing, who you are. And the more I kind of uh, sort of delve into sort of, uh, I guess, what, what I could do other than the job that I'm currently doing, which I'm currently a barber, I figured, you know, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to start talking about my own experiences and how I can help other people through the methods and the research that I've done um, through, sort of, I guess, about sort of 10 years of learning how to, uh, how to um, heal myself. Now, uh, for a, a long time before that, probably as far back as I can remember, um, I suffered with irritable bowel syndrome, or IBS for short. And that's something that um, has kind of dogged me my whole life. Uh, it's been a major, major inconvenience to um, my, the way that I live. Luckily for me, it's not life-threatening, although it kind of, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a great condition to live with. You ask mm. anybody who deals with symptoms to do with their gut, bloating, uh, you know, sort of gas, constipation, diarrhea, and, and the severe pain that goes along with it. Mm. It's a real hindrance to your life. And it makes for, oh, I guess it just makes for a really sort of um, um, awful 
um, sort of, it puts you in awful positions and an awful way of feeling. Uh, you can't really conduct a day without factoring in the what ifs into your day. So if I'm going somewhere new, if I'm going somewhere that uh, perhaps I don't know, if I'm feeling anxious or something like that, then I would have to pre-plan for the worst. You know, what's going to happen? Let's say, for instance, if I need to, uh, if I need to go to the bathroom, what am I going to do? Where, where are my bathroom exits? Where am I going to, uh, you know, where is this going to happen? And how quickly can I get there? Because sometimes if you, like me, you're a, uh, if you're a chronic sufferer of this, um, it's not just the feeling of what could happen, but also the way that you make yourself look in front of others. So mm -hmm. that in turn brings up a lot of anxiety and, mm. and for me just, just brought out kind of, I, I guess, just really sort of uh, feelings of sort of self-worthlessness and, um, and kind of like, you know, real sort of dire, um, real dire strains of, 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 of hopelessness as well. Mm. Um, I felt like I couldn't conduct my, my life as I wanted to and I couldn't live the life that I wanted to and knew that I could live. So 10 years back, or it's probably a little bit more than that, it's probably more like 12 years now, I started on a journey in learning how to heal myself wow. uh, because doctors, doctors couldn't. Yeah. They, they, I went through all the conventional ways and all, did all the conventional methods and I was getting nowhere. So I decided to try and do this myself. And yeah, lo and behold, um, many years later and a hell of a lot of trial and, er trial and error, I finally got to... I finally got to a stage where I'm really happy and I'm really, um, I've learned how to manage this. I've learned how to incorporate this into my life and I now can live or start to begin to live the life that I've always wanted to lead. And mm. I basically, Joseph, I wanted to share that journey with others in a hope that it would help other people and um, yeah, and just uh, re relieve the suffering that I went through. That's a beautiful story. And as, as my brain does, there's like 17 things I want to talk about with it, but we'll try to just highlight a few because yeah, I'm starting to lose them already. <laughs> um, so, so first of all, what I want to say is it's amazing how sometimes an impact in your life that's difficult. If you can, if you can start to take charge of it and, and, and see it in a, in a different light, instead of that reactive way that you view it, you For know, sure. and start to see what it is and, and maybe how you can handle it and then how you can, mm -hmm. how you can use it to your advantage. Um, that's such a powerful thing. And to see you do that and go through the growth and then want to share that with others, you know, it's just so beautiful because a lot of people, they get stuck in that situation and it's really yeah. tough to move forward and they become victim to it. And you Absolutely. were able to, to overpower it and become almost a hero in a sense. Um, and now you want to, you know, help others in, in, in knowing that there is an authentic taste towards growth. It's not just this feeling like you're, you feel good. It's not this spiritual, um, you know, quick little aha moment, you know, it sticks with you. Um, so that's Definitely. beautiful. It, that's Definitely. Beautiful. There was, there was no, no, honestly, Joseph, there was no light bulb moment. There was no thing that suddenly went ping. Oh yeah, what if I just tried this? It was a journey of of self um, discovery, which I feel that uh, if you if you're willing to do the work on yourself, and if you're willing to um, look at yourself objectively and subjectively, and if you were to look at yourself from you know from third person perspective, and try to imagine what would you say to yourself if you weren't you. Can you imagine the amount of things that, that kept coming up and things that I had to work on um, to enable myself to get to this position? Mm. It's, it, it's hard. It's, it's really, really hard. And, and what you said as well about uh, kind of, you know, that feeling of 
you know, just go in there and, and, and trying all this, this different trial and error and not getting anywhere, man. Like I did it for like 12 years. Yeah. Like 12, like, and I'd say 10 of those years were it's not working. So you do end up sort of, you know, if, if you're not keeping a positive mindset, you do kind of spiral into kind of hopelessness. Like mm. I'm trying so many different things and nothing's working for me. Um, how, how can I rid myself of this? How can I, how can I proceed and, and carry on with my life when this is, this is happening and this is, uh, this is and, and this shouldn't be, you know, and this is by all rights, this shouldn't be. So, you know, to anybody who is listening to this now and is feeling like, you know, they're trying to get to a place, a better place in their life uh, where they're, you know, a lot happier and that they're stuck in, a, in, a, in an area at the moment where in a gray area where it's not working for them right now, I would say you just got to keep the faith. You've got to keep trying. You've got to keep moving forward. Because with every, I'd say with every, um, you know, with every failure, it, you know, don't view it as a failure. View it as something like, okay, I tried that and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And if it takes you 10 years, it takes you 10 years. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. It, you, you just got to keep moving forward. You have, to, you have to keep thinking positively. And it's the only way to see yourself out of this or to see yourself forward. You yes. Know? Yes. And what I love about that is you didn't look outside of you in that you looked within and you connected with yourself and use that as the barometer or that as the measuring stick to what's happening, you know, from information outside and coming from within you and and using that inner spirit, energy, voice, whatever you want to call it, intuition. um, You know, it's so powerful. And a lot of people, they're, they're always, they're stuck in this outside world looking for someone to save them when the whole time the savior is inside. Absolutely. It's the, that's the easy route. I find if, um, if you're looking for external things to blame, you know, if you want to, if you want to blame childhood, if you want to blame your parents, if you want to blame your environment, if you want to blame the things that happened to you, um, you know, uh, growing up where, you know, now you're at this point, you, you can continue to do so. And I think part of healing is definitely to acknowledge those things that have happened and to kind of, you know, you get a grasp of, of what this is, acknowledge it, uh, realize it, be vulnerable towards it, understand the impact that it's made on you, and then take that and then the, just take the what you've learned from that and incorporate that into your life and use it to move forward. You know, it's, yes. it, I know it's like a cliche feeling about, you know, a cliche saying about whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but it's so true. It's so, <laughs> so true with, with things like this. You know, it's something, it's, it's like adding another string to your bow. You know, you've been through another experience that perhaps other people haven't been through. And albeit that most of these experiences that, that do strengthen you in the end are negative experiences. Mm-hmm. They're experiences that we no one wants to go through. You know, no one wants to go through these uh, uh, dire times where, you know, where things are happening to you and they're out of your control. Those, those are things that nobody wants to experience. However, when we do experience them and when we do acknowledge that they've happened and we can, when we, when we learn to accept that, the, that this is the past and the past is the past, because all of this, you know, there are, there are things that we've experienced, um, that we all experience, that we, we don't like. And they kind of, they sort of help shape us as, a, as an adult. Mm. But some things need to be revisited and some things need to be kind of, you know, sort of looked at again. And then you can start drawing parallels. You can start going, oh, yeah, this happened and this forced me to act in this way. And I'm acting this way because of that. You start connecting the dots after a while. And then once you, once, once you start seeing that pattern you can start allowing yourself to move away from it. Yes. 
Yes. And that's the last step, letting go. It's funny. You're not a, a, a certified coach yet. Like you haven't been through, you're going through a program, you're getting there, but you actually just, there. <laughs> you just described and maybe you've read it, but you just described something that was in my program, which is called the air process, sure. um, A-I-R. And this is what you do, you know, when you need to release something and acknowledge something and it starts with awareness. So mm-hmm. naming it, you know, then it's, then it's integrating it. The I integration, yeah. you talked about that integration and then yeah. the R letting it go, releasing it, you know, after it's oh, integrated, wow, yeah. you have to let it go or it's going to have that stranglehold. And what you're talking about is what I love to talk about. This is the unconscious. This is the unconscious mm. mind. This is the roots of the surface level manifestations that occur. And I, I, I love the analogy of playing whack-a-mole is from this root, <laughs> there's about five or six that may pop up and yeah. you're thinking they're all individual things that you need yeah. to handle, but they're all down at a root, maybe a past Absolutely. event or something. That's a great analogy. That's a yeah. really great analogy because I feel like sometimes with, in my experience with what I went through with my uh, sort of gut issues, um, whack-a-mole is a, a fantastic analogy of that because you're kind of preparing yourself. You know, like when you're looking at the mole and you're trying to guess where it's going to pop up. For me, I was trying to guess where, um, if something would happen to me, what would be my contingency plan for that? Mm-hmm. But the problem with doing that is when you start to, when you give into control so much, you start to go too far down the control route. And rather than the acceptance route and the, yeah, this could happen. And if it happens, we'll deal with it. When you start to plan for probable outcomes, and there are many different probable outcomes depending on what your trauma is, it, won't, it might, might be one thing, like you're afraid to get on planes, you know, then you can plan for that probable outcome. If it's something like you're preparing to get on planes and you're anxious about it and what if you forget your suitcase and what if you forget your ticket and your passport? What if you haven't got any money? What if you get lost? Suddenly these things, you could, you could start preparing to whack a thousand miles before, before you've even taken off on the flight. Mm-hmm. So if you start to go too much down the control route, and I really tried this as well, I can honestly vouch for this, for this because I... I, I used to have little travel bags that I used to bring around with me. Let's say if I was going to a, a friend's house or if I was going to go on an, a, like a, a car journey for an hour, for instance, I would bring a little travel bag with me full of all of these little things like uh, sort of, I don't know, a modium, like something to stop yourself from, from going to the loo, um, uh, little tablets to help sort of relieve your, your stomach, um, mm. uh, tissues, um, any, anything like that. Um, to try and sort of plan for the absolute worst. What if this would happen, you know? And I feel like if you give into if you give into that that need for control, or if you give into that um, uh, that that need that that want or that that perhaps that sort of that need to be in, in full control of a situation before it happens, then that breeds anxiety. And of course, what happens when you're anxious? the symptoms start coming up again. Mm. You, start to, you, you start to play up a little bit. You're not yourself when you're anxious. Mm. And the anxiety sends you into that, into that loop again. And yeah. then you, you're in it, and then you're in it because you're anxious, and then you're and back, you know, sort of round and round you go. Until you got to the point where you realized the root, you had to take care of the, the condition. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And, and same thing with me. Like I, I had been through the same thing you went through. This is one of the 17 things that popped up is yeah. we had a similar experience. Right. 10 yeah. years ago, I got type 1 diabetes out of nowhere. No one in my family has it. My pancreas just stopped working. Wow. And the doctors told me my antibodies attacked it. 
uh, for some reason, maybe a viral infection caused that. And I said, what? Yeah. Like, that doesn't even make sense. And there yeah. was a lot of denial, you know, a lot of suppression, a lot of, uh, of, of it was a difficult phase to get through. But once I accepted it and went yeah. through that process, like it really got me interested in my body and re I saw the, the yeah. positive aspect of it, you know, because I wasn't treating myself right. And this got me to yeah. really start taking care of myself. And then that led, um, you know, on through the journey. So we've been through that same experience and it's cool to see at the end of it, we're much better people, we're in yeah. more control and we're also here to help others. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, really I, beautiful. I think we, we have a mutual friend as well who went through a similar experience mm. and I'm starting to pick up a pattern in this as well. Mm. Like I feel like um, if you're if you're somebody who is like, I think like you and me are sort of fairly, you know, we, we're at heart introverted people but we're an extrovert when we want to be. Mm -hmm. And we're people that sort of really, really focus on ourselves rather than the external factors that might be, you know, alien us. So when, when we go through a trauma, we, when we go through something, you know, when, the, when life throws you um, a curveball and inevitably that curveball is going to come round to be something that you need to deal with, you know, it'll throw you something out like, hey, remember when this happened in your life 20 years ago? Right, it's time to deal with it. It's time to, uh, it's time to acknowledge it. When we don't, our bodies will start to attack ourselves. Mm. They'll start to sort of like, they'll, it's like your internal instincts will start to let you know. I feel like this, is, this happens for a hell of a lot of people as well. I feel that there are diseases out there and there are, um, there are plenty of um, bodily conditions that happen to people who I feel that it's unnecessary. There are things that don't actually need to happen to us. They're, they're, they're because of the society that we live in, they, we tend to ignore things. We, we, want to, we live in such a fast-paced life now. We live in a, in a very, very busy society, especially if you're in the Western world. And we go through, um, we, we go through it's, it's like this kind of like pattern of work, 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 work to achieve things, you know, to achieve what society's telling you you should have. All the while we're doing that, we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not looking at what it is. Maybe, for instance, it started off as like a bit of gut pain and we ignore it. We just take a pill for it. Mm -hmm. And then we continue with what we're doing. But this isn't working for us and our body's telling us that this isn't working. So it, show, it throws up a, a more severe pain, mm. but we ignore it. We go to the mm. doctors, we take the pill and we carry on. Mm. And, this goes, and this happens again and again and again. Now, if you stop to look at yourself and start to try and realize what's happening to you. The doctors, it were conventional ones anyway, as, as I love them, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm all for, you know, GPs and, and I, you know, I, I fully acknowledge doctors in the practice that they do. I'm not bad mouthing them at all. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like they do a marvelous job and they are, you know, they're fantastic people and obviously we need them in our lives. Mm -hmm. But when it's to do with sort of mental trauma, or when it's to do with things that we need to, um, you know, like bodily pains that are happening to us that aren't happening for any other reason other than it's, it's mindset. You know, it's like your, mind, your body, your mind is causing your body to act in a certain way mm -hmm. because we're not acknowledging this stuff. That's when we're in real trouble. And that's, we, that's what I feel that we need to do more of. We need to sort of take a step back. We need to look at ourselves. We need to sort of focus on, hang on a minute, I'm having, I'm having trouble here. Why is this happening? Mm. Let's have a look at my lifestyle. Am I happy in my life? Am I happy with the friends that I've got? Is my diet good? Or am I just eating for the sake of convenience to fuel the lifestyle that, you know, that society says I should have? Am I getting enough sleep? 
uh, am I getting enough happiness? Am I, you know, having enough play instead of work? You know, all work and no play, no good. <laughs> so I feel like these are things that we need to sort of, we need to look, look at. And we're, we're, I think that mindfulness is playing a huge part in this. So I'm, yeah. I'm really thankful to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, people are starting to question things now. It was like we were so comfortable and almost sedated in a sense. And now people are starting to wake up and they're saying, wait a second you know, we've been taught all our lives to be striving after these values, but yeah. there's no, there's nothing in these values. They're as empty as this circle in my hand. You can't see it, but it's just an empty circle. There's yeah. nothing in them and you yeah, get absolutely. it and you strive your life to get it. And then you taste it and it feels good for about a second. And then once it settles into you, it's it, it loses its value. And the only thing that I've noticed in my life that really had the, the sweet taste last was, was, was really connecting with myself and then doing the experiments on myself to see what works and what doesn't. And there's a lot of aspects of life. You know, there's the spiritual side, there's the physical side, there's the mental side, there's the environmental side. You know, think about your environment. You know, what, are you, what kind of space are you working in? Is your workspace a distorted mess of chaos? Well, then your work's going to be manifesting what you're seeing. You know, you're going to be influenced by that. You know, Absolutely. we're influenced by everything around us, the social influencers. Absolutely. Um, there's so many influencers. So, so to really, you know, the first step is, is to connect with you and understand who you are and, and, and start to build that awareness towards these influencers. And then you can start, as you said, to experiment with them. I like to do, you know, I love dancing. Do a little dance yeah. with some things and see what nice. works and what doesn't work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I find um, music actually really helps me sort of connect to, um, to, I guess I would say like, you know, connecting to source, like connecting to, you know, your, your higher self or, uh, or your, um, you know, or who you are, who you really are at heart. Um, sometimes I find meditation really, really works, you know, just taking 10 minutes out of your day. And for anyone who is, who is listening, don't get me wrong. I'm not, Anyone who is listening who is new to meditation or who doesn't really do it or, you know, doesn't know much about it, I'm not, I believe me, I'm not sat in a room with a joss stick burning, uh, cross-legged with my, with my palms to the air chanting, um, you know, this is not, this is not what I'm doing. You know, this is not, I've not, I've not seen a couple of movies and thought, you know, yeah, this, 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 this kind of Eastern philosophy is really clicking with me. So I think I'm just going to just give it a go. No, meditation for me, is sitting in a room on my own and doing nothing, mm. like absolutely nothing. Mm. I might lie on my bed. I might sit on the floor. I actually sometimes I find just lying on the floor. Mm. Or better yet, when the weather's good, which it isn't much in England, but when it is good, um, I go outside and I, I go barefoot. Mm -hmm. And I'll find grass. And I'll just walk along barefoot on the grass. And I'll find a place that's quiet. And I'll lie on the ground and put my, make sure my, the, part, the, the bottoms of my feet are touching the ground. And I'll lie there and I'll do nothing, like for 10 minutes. And I'll allow those thoughts, whatever I have suppressed. And most of the time, because I'm becoming more and more aware of myself, I'm not realizing the amount of suppression that I do do in, a day, in, a, in, a day -to -day, in my day-to-day -day life. I think, mm -hmm. again, that's societal conditioning. You know, we must carry on. We must keep working. We must, you know, we must do more. You know, I've got to achieve more. I've got to have more stuff that I don't need. It's, 
when we're doing that, we're, su we're suppressing a hell of a lot of thoughts that go into us, most of them negative, because again, society says that we need to live in a kind of like happy robotic life. So a lot of what we give to people is uh, mainly strangers and people who don't matter. We give our best selves and to our loved ones, our family, people who are closest to us, we give them our worst selves mm. because they allow us to be that, that worst person. Mm. So I kind of thought to myself, well, this is, this is just wrong, isn't it? This isn't, this isn't how I envision myself. I, sh I should be giving my friends and family my best self and people who don't really matter. I could give them my worst self, you know? <laughs> but unfortunately, society, we need people to earn money and we need to understand that, you know, if, we're, if I did a complete reversal of that and gave complete strangers, maybe my colleagues, maybe clients or anything like that, my worst self, then they would never come to me and I wouldn't strive. I, wouldn't, I, couldn't, build a, I couldn't build a business. Mm -hmm. So the best way that I found to deal with this is to just be on my own for 10 minutes, just be by myself. Maybe I'll listen to uplifting music. Maybe I'll listen to, uh, maybe I'll listen to a podcast. Maybe, I'll, maybe mm. I'll do nothing for 10 minutes and just sit there and just allow all of these thoughts to pop up. You know, someone's wronged me in the day. Someone stood on my foot. Someone shortchanged me. Someone gave me a dirty look. And I'll just allow those to come up and acknowledge them and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that happened. Mm. Yeah, that sucked, didn't it? And then move on. Then they're gone. And then I can go back into the world as my best self. But I feel that the, when we don't do that, if there, there are people listening to this now that, you know, that, that don't allow mindfulness to be incorporated in their life. Once again, I'm not judging at all. I'm, you know, anybody can live their life however, however they want to li live it and, and, and go about their lives in whichever way that they feel is best suited to them. Yeah. But if there are people out there that are, that do recognize that there, there are things happening to them. Maybe they're spontaneously getting that or maybe they're, uh, maybe they're suppressing something. Maybe they're going to bed with stress. Maybe you can't sleep. That's a big one as well. That happened to me for a while. Um, there are reasons why this is happening. And when we learn to acknowledge what these reasons are, then you start finding your true self. You start, mm. you start becoming in touch with yourself. Like, oh yeah, maybe this job isn't working for me. Mm. Maybe these friends aren't working for me. Maybe I need to make a change. And what I like about what you said about the meditation is, and mindfulness is you, you, you shut your mind off and allow things to come up. And that's huge with mindfulness, especially beginners. They hear the word mindful and they think too much. They're, they're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm mindful now. And they're thinking a lot and that's good, but yeah. that's not really building awareness. You know, awareness is really yeah. the senses and really just knowing, and it's tough to describe it, but you know, meditation is a great way to, to build that awareness because you're able yeah. to, to build patience and, and presence and, and, yeah. and if you can quiet the mind, you know, you really can start enhancing some of those senses that have not been used in years, maybe your whole life. You know, oh, you yeah. haven't used them yeah. since you were a child. We start yeah. off in a hypnotic state. You know, think about children. They're sitting yeah. there and they're just taking in all this information that's shoved yeah. at them. Um, yeah. You know, and then our ego builds and it's in a victim-like state at the beginning because we're dependent Absolutely. on our parents. Yeah. And then we start to gain this information and we start building our reality. We build a stronger ego. It's good. But then when that ego gets attached uh, to, to the reality that we're building and it becomes inflated and we lose that sense of what you were just talking about, those uprising thoughts, you know, that's really? where problems are, uh, arise and life doesn't make sense. And, and you're out ordering too much, like you said earlier with your, with your syndrome, you know, and too yeah. much order, um, you, you, is, is yeah. it a little bit disastrous in a sense? You can, you can yeah. create your own subjective mess. Yeah. And I feel like this is happening a lot more because society 
is expecting more of us. Mm. I read, um, I read a, a um, it was like a caption or something like that um, a few weeks ago about, it was something along the lines of, we take in more information in one day in today's, in today's world than people a hundred years ago took in in their lifetime. So if you can try and sort of grasp the amount of information, the amount of things that are going on and how that must be affecting us. And it's not like our brains have got any bigger. It's not like biologically we have become more superior or anything like that. We're, we're the same type, we're genetically we're the same types of people and our brains have stayed exactly the same way. It's just that we're obviously in today's world, we've learned how to navigate it slightly differently. But if you can imagine what kind of stresses um, what kind of stresses we must take, take upon ourselves in today's world that people a hundred years ago didn't have to take in, you know, didn't, ha- didn't have to acknowledge or didn't have to take in in their lives. Perhaps if they had the basics a hundred years ago, and let's say, for instance, that if they had food, um, shelter, friends, family, loved ones, and they were doing a job that they were satisfied in, what else would you need? You know, what else? How you're happy. Yeah, and you're going to be happy. You didn't need stuff to make you happy. Mm. And in the society we live in now, there's, and especially with the technology that we have now, there's almost like, it's almost like there's no reason why you shouldn't be a millionaire. There's no reason why you shouldn't be living your best life. There's no reason why you shouldn't have all this stuff that other people have got that you haven't got, you know? And that's the kind of, stresses and the kind of um the the, the kind of uh, crap i guess that we take on in, in our life and in, in our everyday lives you look at um reality tv which is which is so ironic because there's nothing there's no reality to reality tv <laughs> yet it influences us to be a certain way you know um it'll be like i don't know i won't give any na- i won't talk about any specifics or any names but it will be something along the lines of rich kids act out you know, and you'll be, you'll be sitting at home. Imagine as a teenager, you're watching rich kids act like dicks and they just basically sit around and do absolutely nothing and seem and seemingly have the best life because they have money and they have stuff and they have things that you don't. And so you go away thinking, Oh God, if only I had as much money as they have, if only I had the life that they had, if only I could be that superficial, maybe my life would be better when really that, Life's not about that. It's not about that at all. It's about what it's about who you are as a person and what you can selflessly give to the world. And when you do that, you end up receiving in return. It's amazing. Mm. Mm. And all you got to do is just find something that you like and find something that you enjoy, align with who you are as a person and and give selflessly, not too selflessly. You know, you've got to still be you've got to still take care of number one, you know, because, uh, you know, you, you're the pilot of this vehicle. And mm. if you're not, if you're not well, then it's all going to come crashing down on you. You've still got to take care of yourself. Yes. But if you find something that, that, that works well for you and that works, you know, and, and that you can, you can give to the world and you enjoy doing that, you will receive in return. And that's what I feel life should, we should strive to have more of in our life. You know, again, I'm just, I'm giving my, my own opinion on this, by the way. I'm not, I'm not saying that other people, you know, I'm not telling them what they should or shouldn't do. This is just solely my opinion. Yeah. But I feel like that, I feel like that, that would enrich our lives so much more. Definitely. Yeah. You nailed it. Um, with the, with the rich kids, the, the, what I like to say to people um, about that is, 
we're not seeing what's going on behind the scenes. And I've talked to a few of these people and I could tell you that they're the most broken people out of anyone. Yeah. And the reason that they're doing all this projecting and showing is because yeah. they're needing that attention because they don't have it. Just like the bully. Yeah. You know, it's sure. like a modern age bully in a sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember I, I traveled through the States uh, a few years ago and um, I, uh, I, I, at some part of my life, there was, a, there was a time a few years back where I was uh, buying into this lifestyle and I wanted to, um, I wanted to have a piece of that, this sort of fake life that I yeah. now totally realize that this is, this is not me at all. But um, anyway, I was following what society was teaching me and I wanted to have that, that, you know, that, that, that piece, that slice of that pie. So I um, saved up all my money. I started traveling through the States and I decided, oh, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to stay in the Beverly Hills Hotel. Why not? Let's go and uh, let's go and see what this lifestyle is like. Maybe I can meet someone. Maybe I can, uh, you know, maybe I can sort of put out who, who I am and maybe something will come of this. I was speaking to people um, in this, this, in this, um, in this place. And I got talking to a few of the people that worked there. And uh, one of the things that they said, immediately, one of the guys that worked there could spot that I was not in the same league as the people who <laughs> stayed there. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately picked up on, he was like, he was like, yeah, so uh, first time. And I'm like, yeah, 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 it is my first time, actually. <laughs> and he said, yeah. He said, it's, it's so nice to have some normal people around here for a change. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. But thanks. Yeah, thanks very much. Mm. And as we got, as I got speaking to the staff that worked there, the staff were lovely. They were really, really nice people. Mm -hmm. And um, and and this guy, this guy was one guy especially. He was a really, really great guy. And um, he was telling me about. He said, "Yeah." He said, um, "You know, uh, the highest rate of teen suicide in the United States is in Beverly Hills." Mm. And I said, "What? No way." These people have everything. The highest rate of teen suicide. Mm -hmm. How could that be? He said, man, they're the, they're the sons and daughters of, uh, of very wealthy people who don't have the time for them. You know, they're, they're kind of, it's almost like they don't even have to try at life. And if you don't, and that got me thinking, I thought, God, if I, if I didn't have a purpose, how could I, how could I live? How could I, how could I be myself? How could I, how could I exist if I didn't, feel like I was striving or working towards something. If money, had, if money already was in abundance for me already, I wouldn't be on the journey that I'm on now. I wouldn't be meeting people like you. I wouldn't be meeting the people that I have been since I've set up my Instagram and YouTube account. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be here doing this, this podcast at this time had mm. life been provided for for me already. Mm. Now, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that people who, who live the Beverly Hills lifestyle are screw-ups, like far from it. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. And I would, I would never place judgment on, on people I haven't met. But that really spoke to me about the rates of teen suicide in, in a wealthy, wealthy area. What, I, I, felt like, I felt like if life if life is already sort of sorted out for you, if you're not, if you're not on a journey, you have no journey to go on. Mm -hmm. I wonder how, how my life would be. I mm. wonder how, uh, if I would, you know, maybe I would do the same. I don't know. Yeah. But that really got me thinking. That's an interesting perspective to think about. Um, and what I, what's coming up for me now is when you said that the parents really aren't around, um, you know, maybe they're working too hard to make that money. Um, yeah. And then they're not around for the child to get that love and care that the child needs for its development. Yeah. And then maybe yeah. that's playing into this attention seeking with the pictures and posts. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting sure. stuff. 
Um, so sure. what we've been talking about a lot is really getting to your core, realizing who you are, making these changes to start building the life that you want to build and, and connecting to who you truly are. Um, Definitely. What we talked about in the pre-podcast was unlearning, um, unlearning yes. some of the past things, um, really getting into your programming and start to make some switches and changes and build new programs, you know, because if you yeah. built those old programs, uh, you know, you came from a, the, the child that doesn't speak or walk or do anything. If we can yeah. build things and we can, we can also alter them. Um, and I wanted yeah. to see what you had to say about this because this is such an interesting and such a powerful topic. Yeah. Yeah. i I feel that, um, now that I've got to a place in my life where I feel that I'm starting to connect with, with who I am as a person and what I can give to the world. And, and I'm starting to sort of realize, um, the, the kind of, I guess the powers that I have, um, you know, and, and what I, what I can, what I can do with these powers. Um, and this is, I, I think that everybody, you know, everybody has a superpower, you know, um, some people, um, some people are incredible builders and some people are incredible artists. I think my superpower has always been communication. Um, mm. I've always enjoyed pe speaking to people. I've always enjoyed doing that. And that's just been something that, uh, you know, something that I've built on. And this is what I'm starting to realize is, is my superpower. Now, before that, um, as we, we discussed earlier, I was in a, um, I was in a process of societal kind of complaint, uh, sorry, a societal, um, kind of acknowledgement. And, uh, and I was just basically in, I was starting in the rat race. I felt myself at the bottom of that wheel. Like I, I felt like I was in a hamster, I was a hamster in a wheel and I was starting to, to start like, just turn the wheel, just turn the wheel. And, you know, I'm trying to catch up where everybody else is. Now, once that realization came to me about how, this is not me. This is not what I want to do. I want to go on my own and, and do my own thing and build a life around that. That started a, for me, that started a process of unlearning mm -hmm. everything that I've come to realize or, 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 or thought I took for granted and come to sort of, you know, um, and, and sort of what I would use in my life. I would, I, I mean, when I think about it now, I think about all the things that I had to unlearn. I had to unlearn eating habits, for instance, mm -hmm. You know, what I was eating before was fast food, convenience, crap food that have zero nutrients, have zero nutritional value, and they weren't working for me at all. My weight used to fluctuate up and down. That wasn't working for me. So I had to unlearn my eating habits and start to learn what was best for me. I had to unlearn, um, I had to unlearn how I saw myself. And that was another big thing for me as well, is that mm. when... I spoke to somebody, I spoke to, um, it was a medium actually, somebody, um, somebody who's really, uh, uh, they're actually my best friend. I've got a best friend who's a, who's a medium. And um, I think I spoke to you about this in a pre-podcast. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, at first I was like, you know, 10 years ago, I was like, hmm, okay, a medium, that's uh, good luck, you know, <laughs> or whatever floats your boat. But now it's, it's something that I, I really, um, I really have come to sort of uh, acknowledge that this is something that she does especially well and something that she's um, incredibly gifted at mm. and she's used her superpower which is which is you know being in touch with uh, with the outer world and being in touch with things that that I can't physically see now anyone listening to this who thinks this you know who believes it or not you know again it's totally down to your um your your own perspective and whether you want to sort of believe this or not um for me i i take it with a i take it with a pinch of salt for the majority of it i i do believe um, but there's some of it that I'm still kind of teetering on. But the, the bottom line is, is that I've got a friend who is especially good at looking 
at other people and kind of asking the right questions. As someone that I've learned a hell of a lot off, actually, she can see the person for who they are as a person rather than what they're just speaking about. Mm. And she said, who, how do you see yourself? And that was such an important question for me. Like, who are, that, that was, who are you? Who are you as a person? What do you want out of life? How do you see yourself? And at the time I was like, well, I'm a working class, I'm a working class kid from, you know, just outside of South London. I'm a barber. I, um, I want to earn money to get a house and to, you know, to li- live a life, I guess. Mm. And she said, oh, is, is that who you are then? Or is that, is that what society has said you are? And I, I re- that really got to me. And I thought, no, maybe I'm more than this. Mm. Maybe I've got something else. Maybe I've got a gift. Maybe I've got something that I can give to the world. Maybe there's, uh, maybe there's, there's more depth to me. So I had to unlearn the physicalities in life. I had to unlearn how I saw myself. That's something, again, that we could speak about for, uh, for again and again and again. There's, 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 a, there's a societal sickness at the moment about Ooh. how people view themselves physically. Mm. If we, see a pe- we see loads and loads of images of people on Instagram and on YouTube and stuff like that that are incredibly physically fit. But there's a, some of them, not all of them, again, not all of them, and I'm definitely not judging all, all of these people, but they look incredible. They're, they're physically, they're, they're, in, they're, they're in, in top-notch shape. But they're the shallowest people, and they have no depth or soul to them. There's nothing that they're, all, all you're giving to me is that you work out, you know? And if that's what you're looking for on their, on their channel, then that's, that's fantastic, you know? And great. And I, I use a lot of these channels myself, you know, to, to, to learn from them to what they have. But if you're just judging yourself and physicality alone, if you're looking at them thinking, oh man, they seem to have life, they seem to have life under control. No, 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 no. There's more to this. There's so much more to life than just physicality. You know, mm. it, your problems are not going to go away in your life if you do a few push-ups. Okay, <laughs> that's that's not that's not what's going to happen. You know, you can do as many push-ups as as you can. Your problems are still going to be there. You have to. Yeah, don't you? Physical exercise is fantastic, and you get a buzz when you do a lot of physical exercise. If you yeah. do twenty minutes a day or something like that, you get the hormones that flow around your body. You get the endorphins. You feel really good if you stretch. You incorporate, I don't know, yoga or something like that into your life. Absolutely, this is going to enrich your life. But it's not the be all and end all of your mm. life. You can't just look at yourself and you. And there's a societal sickness at the moment. I feel that people think that if they look good, then they will. If they look good. Then, then that's it. Then that's all. That's that's where they should be in life. If they look good, then they'll feel good. There's definitely an element of truth to that. If you look good, then certainly you will feel better about yourself because you'll be, you know, you would have done the work. But there's so much more to life than just the physicality. Yeah. You can't just look at yourself in terms of how buff you are. You know, if you've got clothes that are expensive, so what? You know, don't get me wrong. It's buying expensive clothes because you can, if they look good and they make you feel good, fantastic, great. You know, that maybe, that's, maybe that's what works for you. But if you're looking at just how you look, how you dress, what cars you have, how big your house is and how big your bank account is, eventually you're going to come unstuck because you're going to come across a time in your life where these physical things cannot help you. They will mm. not see you through. They won't see you through a death. They won't see you through uh, a job loss. It won't see you through. Um, it won't see you through um, times of real um, emotional need. You know mm-hmm. that's where you need solid people in your life. That's where you need a solid foundation. And like I keep telling a lot of people, I, I use this all, all the time when I'm speaking to uh, 
uh, to clients of mine uh, in the barbershop. You know, they're talking about um, how things have, you know, how things have come crashing down for them because they, they hadn't, you know, they hadn't realized what they needed to start with. And I always say to people, you, you, can't, you can't build an empire on crumbly bricks. Mm. You know, if you're, if you're building a, if you're building a tower on, if you're building your empire on, on, on crumbly foundations, you know, eventually it's going to wobble. It's going to go, yeah, and eventually the whole thing's going to the whole thing's going to go. You know, yeah. You're, the the foundation is something that we should we should really incorporate this in from the very beginning. We should we should look at ourselves from the very beginning. We should we shouldn't be attending school as early as we do. You know, we should be allowed to be to be more free in our lives to to discover who we are as people. Mm-hmm. You know, we start nursery. Uh, I, I guess your version is kindergarten in uh, in in the states very young age you know and while this can be great to sort of form relationships with other kids and stuff yeah it's not so great when you're you, again you're, you're being pressed into this oh this is a classroom and this is where you're here to do this and you're here to learn because then you're going to go on and you're going to find a job and you're going to go and do this sort of stuff which again does work to an extent but it's not the be all and end all so you i feel that we have to un- there's a certain amount of unlearning that we have to do when we start looking at ourselves we have to start realizing hang on a minute this is working for me this isn't working for me so i have to unlearn what i feel or who i am i have to unlearn i have to unlearn the things that aren't working for me and then i have to look inside myself and go okay ask ask the question what is mm. What is? What a great question. And, you know, I, this is, a, 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 I guess, a new awakening. I'd say over the past like 10 years, maybe even five years, especially, it's been a lot of people popping up and waking up and getting into the space that you and I are getting into and wanting to relearn and reprogram. Um, and what it is, is what I'm saying is there was a point in time where we were failed, truly failed by the people that were supposed to be taking care of us. Um, and unfortunately, they had their their power and, and their corruption that got in the way. And instead of teaching us how to grow into be individuals, they decided to almost treat us like uh, you know like a system in a sense, and put us all through this system that they wanted us to go through. Um, and it's unfortunate to see you know that 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 we had to go through this and we have to do all this unlearning. But it's great because if we can all do this work, then hopefully we can show the people like. Hey, you know, we're, we're individuals now and, and this is the world that we want. We want a world that's buzzing in a good way, you know, because we all have each other and we're not yeah. dependent on government or dependent on, you know, the system to provide us life. We can provide our own life. Um, and, that, and I think that switch is starting to, to hopefully occur. And, and what I want to talk about real quick is in the beginning, I said about becoming that wizard, you know, that self wizard and, sure. and, and becoming a wizard in your life. And that's really what it is. You know, it's, it's starting yeah. to get into you, starting to make those changes and then see the new reality that you're building. Um, yeah. So I, I like that we, we, we did get to the point of, of what we meant by, you know, this, this energy or this, this spirit that we're talking about. Absolutely. So at the end, I like to, to ask a few questions and we'll start with uh, mysteries mysteries sure. out in life, mind and body, especially what's one mystery you wish you had the answer to? Oh, good question. One mystery. I think I had the answer to, I wish I had the answer to. Um, I guess I, I, I would, I would want to know what the meaning of life is. Mm-hmm. I guess, um, I've come to my own assumption about that. I feel, I feel like, I feel like life is a learning process and we're, we're here to learn. I feel like that's, that's basically it. But I kind of, I, I would 
the biggest mystery to all of us is, is what's after death. You know, what, when, when, when that happens, where are we going to go next? And uh, I, f- I feel like I'm going to be reporting to the big chief, you know, and he's, <laughs> I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm going to get, I feel like I'm going to go back and I'm going to see the big chief and he's going to go, so what did you learn? And I'm going to go this time around. I think I got it. I think, I, I think I've, I've bettered myself this time. So I think the next time around, <laughs> I'll, I'll be a better, con- you know, I'll be a better contributor to the world. So I, I feel like it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's a, I wish I knew what, I wish I knew what the meaning of life was. I wish I knew what, what happens after death. But um, in another sense, mm. if I did, would I, would I be continuing on this journey that I'm mm. at at the moment? I, d- I don't know. Wow. That's so interesting to think about, you know, maybe that's why we'll never, ever know while we're here where everyone's always searching for it, but we'll never know. Cause if we did know, then, then yeah. what's, what's the point? Then we'll, um, we'll just whittle away the years that we've got left and we'll go, Oh, well, we know what's next. So, uh, you know, I'm just gonna, <laughs> if I know that it's eternal life afterwards, maybe I'll just, uh, act like a bit of a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. maybe I'll just start doing stuff that I shouldn't do. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, another question. Um, getting a bit more serious and then the last one's the most serious. Um, so through your journey, uh, everyone always sees people and, 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 and thinks that it was such a, a beautiful journey. Look at them now. They went through such a great transformation. They must be buzzing, but like it's tough work, like you said, and it's not butterflies and fairy tales throughout. So I'm wondering for you, what was one major setback uh, that, that was really difficult to push through? Uh, it's not having a discipline. That's, that's definitely for me. I would, in one word, it would be discipline. Um, and and I, still, I still catch myself doing this now. There are times where um, I start focusing on things like I'll get up in a day and, and I'll, I'll look at things that I need to do in the day. And there are things that I want to do to progress in, in the life that I'm choosing to live at the moment, i.e. Um, focusing more on my business, um, which I'm doing now. Um, I've got a time, sort of like a time slot in which I wish to um, get everything up and running, then I can launch and, you know, and hey presto, then I can start making uh, making a living from, from doing this, uh, mm. which will be fantastic because that's what I want. But um, it's one thing I have to continuously try and coach myself in, and that's to have the discipline to carry on and the discipline to continue and not give up. You know, I think we discussed in the pre-podcast as well about how many people we've seen come and go over this short period of time. The people that, you know, uh, that that have generated such a big following in such a short amount of time, but they didn't stay consistent uh, or perhaps they didn't create the followers in that they wanted to in the time in which they were doing it. And I Mm. feel like, you know, like my, my following is is slowly getting there. I'm slowly sort of building this thing. I haven't got thousands of thousands of people yet. But I know that I will have eventually if I continue to stay disciplined and I continue to stay consistent. Mm. And that's something that I, I try and implement in my life. Although I must say that there are times where I'm just doing the washing up or I'm washing, you know, I'm washing dishes and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm making my bed and I'm, doing, I'm, I'm vacuuming the house. And I'm thinking like, I really should be doing the business stuff right now, but I, uh, I'm kind of sidetracking, I'm procrastinating, I'm uh, moving away from what I should be doing, the hard stuff, you know, because I know it's going to be hard. It's definitely going to be hard, but mm. so what, man, that's, that's, I, when you, when you implement hard, when you implement hard things in your life, when you do things that take you out of your comfort zone and push you forward and propel yourself forward by doing these things, you, you get so much more of a sense of achievement Ooh. rather than just spending your day procrastinating 
you know, not really doing anything. Just yeah. uh, don't get me wrong. I, I love a lazy day just like anyone, but I have to tell myself today is a lazy day and tomorrow will be a productive day. Mm. And then I have to be disciplined enough to stick to that. Yes. So, yes. That's so powerful. And, and it's like what, what, uh, you know, what we've kind of turned into is a participation trophy society where everyone gets, you know, no matter what you do, you get the same result. And, you know, that, that plays into the, the fact of, of, of like, what's the value in that? Like, what would you rather do? What would you rather me give you, um, you know, give you a, a trophy or, or certifica- certification, or would you rather work for that? And like, and once you get it, when you work for it, you know, then it's like, that actually means something that builds 100%. value. 100%. With, without it, it's as empty as those Instagram posts that we were talking about, but the richest. For sure. Yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. It's like, it's like having a million followers and uh, 10 likes and a couple of comments, you know, without the, enga- without the engagement. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pay for, <laughs> pay for followers. And don't get me wrong, again, anybody who's listening who has done this and who has done it to sort of grow their business or whatever, hats off to you. You know, absolutely. Just you, you do what, what you need to do to, 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 grow, your, to grow your business and, do, yeah. you know, and, and implement that in, into your life. You know, fantastic. If that's what you feel you need to do, then, then do that. But I feel like... Um, I feel like if you're just aligned with yourself, if you're putting out the right energy, if you're, if you're consistent with, with what you're doing and you believe in yourself, you mm. really believe, you have, the, you, know, you have the conviction, that so that's the word I'm looking for, if you, look, if you have the conviction that what you're doing is, 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 is incredible, people will, people will catch wind of this. They will find you. They will yes. gravitate towards you. Yes. And, and you, you, won't have to, you, know, you won't have to try hard Although don't get me wrong, I'm I'm trying hard. I'm, I'm sure as you as 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 much as you are to grow our to grow our platforms. But I feel like it's not work for me because I enjoy doing this. Yes. I enjoy doing podcasts. I enjoy yes. filming videos. So it's it's never really work. Mm. It's it's just something that uh, it's something that what I have right now I feel like I've earned, and what I will have eventually again I will feel like I've earned through staying consistent and staying. Um, aligned with who I am as a person. And that's why it's so important to connect with yourself and follow what your passions are, are teaching you because then you'll see something that you love doing. And then, you know, let's say you're in a job, but you want to you wanna do something more. You know, if you follow your passion and you're not following money, what job's going to pay you the most and you're following yeah. your passion, you could start making that transition um, into it, sort of like you're doing, sort of learning and getting into what your passion is and creating something authentic. That's a huge sure. word, authentic. Um, yeah, and then people are going to sure. gravitate towards it. Really beautiful sure. stuff. So your journey, you're at a really nice place right now. You know, you've been through a lot. But if you look back to an older version of you, maybe someone, you know, in a, in a darker place, knowing mm. what you know now, what would you say to a younger version of Jason? Oh, man. Yeah, do you know what? Um, I thought about this before and I, th- I figured if my older self was to travel back in time to meet my younger self, my, my late teens, early 20s self, mm-hmm. I feel like um, if I was to say, <laughs> if I was to say to young Jason, I would say, hey, guess what? Th- these are the things that you need to implement in your life for you to grow as a person and also to ultimately be happy in life. You need to stop drinking as much. You need to um, stay away from drugs. You need to adopt a plant-based diet. You need to exercise a little bit more. 
you need to drop some friends and gain some other friends. Mm. You need to change your environment. You need to, um, you need to, uh, I guess, adopt, adopt the passion that you know that's inside you and present yourself to the world as you know that you are instead of what society is telling you you are or some, for some of us anyway, an adopted persona. That we uh, that we sometimes have, you know. For instance, if we look at our lives and we look at um, the way that we've been shaped, the people around you, you kind of tend to adopt this sort of, oh, maybe maybe this is me, you know. Mm-hmm. And everybody around you will treat you as such. Mm-hmm. But if you break away from that and say, actually, no, you know what? I'm I'm actually a t- totally different person to this. I'm actually this person. You'll find that the people, your true friends, um, who champion you, will be there with you and will be moving forward with you. And you'll find that the naysayers and the um, the people who aren't there to champion you, they'll fall by the wayside. And they'll be you'll you'll hear through the grapevine about how they think, how much of a how you've changed. You've changed, man. You're not the mm. same person you were, you know. But who cares? You know, mm-hmm. you've grown. Mm-hmm. You've grown as a person. You've you've become a different person. And uh, and and th- that's what I would tell my younger self. I would just I would say to my younger self, these are all the things you need to do. This is the blueprint. Follow it as best you can. Do the best you can do. Although I've always felt that I've always gone with, I've gone with what feels good. It, I guess the like the reduced massive reduce of al- like reduction of alcohol and adopting a plant based diet. I think I would have looked at my older self and gone, oh, "Hell no, I'm not becoming you." Like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not going to become this guy. Like, not at all. Oh. But. Um, you know, what about bacon sandwiches? What about steaks? What about stuff yeah, like that? You know, yeah. that that didn't work for me as a younger person. That was that was that was poison for my body. Mm. And uh, like I said, I'm not again. I'm not judging anybody who does, no, but no. for me personally, that didn't work for me. Mm. So I had to change. I had to make those changes. And you know what? I'm much better for it. Yes. I'm happier for it. Yes. I enjoy yes. cooking. I enjoy the food that I have. And uh, yeah, I'm just a lot. I'm in a better place now. I guess. Uh, this conversation was beautiful. I want to thank you for coming on. And I'm sure people listening may want to visit you, you know, see where you're, uh, what's going on in your Instagram page and where else you may be. So oh, I'd love you to share that information. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. So my Instagram is we at one. So that's W E underscore A T underscore O N E. We at one. Uh, my YouTube channel, funny enough, is exactly the same name. Uh, if you, uh, the easiest way to find it again, you can go onto the Instagram. There's a link in the bio there as well. You can go and yeah, I do, I do videos again on wellness and natural healing and um, what some of my experiences as well. Again, I'm just starting out on these platforms as well. So don't expect a massive amount of content at the moment, mm-hmm. but I'm building it. I'm building on it at the moment, trying to release videos as, uh, as much as, as, sorry, as often as I can do. And, uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, I, uh, I, I would really thank people for that as well. And that would be mm. absolutely fantastic. So uh, yeah, thanks, Joseph. Awesome. Definitely go reach out to Jason. His material is amazing. Again, we underscore at underscore one. We at one. That's Beautiful. the one. Well, we are on words. <laughs> we, <laughs> are one. we were one in this conversation. And, and Jason, I truly thank you for everything. Thank you so much, Joseph. Much appreciated, my friend.